Hey everybody, welcome back and thank you so much for listening to How to Live the Podcast. We are your hosts, Jess and Steph Dadon. Happy week, everybody. We are super excited this week because we're actually, we've ditched Melbourne, we've gone to Queensland and we're on the Gold Coast for the Retail Global Conference. We're actually speaking on a panel about social media. So if you are here, we are excited to see you. If you are not, haha, we're in sunshine. And we're actually off to Byron this Thursday night for a couple of nights. We are doing a couple of podcast interviews there, but also really we're just sunning ourselves and enjoying living the Byron life. Very excited. So this week on the podcast, we have the incredible Sarah Jane Adams. So we were very, very lucky to be able to sit down with her. Really, it was a bit of a coincidence. When we were at Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week Australia the other day, we happened to find her on Instagram and she is this incredible woman. If you haven't seen her, check her out. Um, She literally has the best style ever and she's in her 60s. Like, can you imagine? When I'm in my 60s, I want to look like that. Her outfits are incredible. So we were seeing this woman all around Fashion Week and we were like, who is she? So you'll have to check her out. We'll put her Instagram in the show notes. It's at Sarah My Jewels. And she's just in these awesome Adidas two-piece tracksuits and you know, these disco buns. She's wearing colorful, amazing outfits. She's way cooler than we are. Way cooler than we could ever hope to be. And we found out that she actually became a model and an influencer in her 60s. So up until that point, she'd been in the fashion industry selling jewelry, um, but she had an incident where she got discovered. We won't give too much away. So without further ado, we're going to get into the interview and you'll hear all about Sarah's incredible journey. FYI, in case you're a little bit confused about what's going on in points of the episode, we had her gorgeous little Italian greyhound there with us and he was sitting on her lap. His name is Periwinkle. He's literally the cutest thing ever. So in case you hear us going gaga, that's what we're going gaga over. And definitely check out her Insta to see pics because he is so cute. So stick around to the end of the episode to listen to us answer an audience member's question and hear who is on next week's podcast. Happy listening. So do your daughters organize jobs for you ever? Not at all. No, No, they're so not interested in... (laughs) Is that a fair thing to say, Els? They're very disinterested in all of this. Okay. Um, we all actually find it quite hilarious because it completely happened by accident. Yeah, well, yeah. tell us what happened exactly because we've done a bit of research, but we'd love to hear the story okay. from you. Okay, so basically I'm a jewellery... We're all in the jewellery industry. So I'm a jewellery dealer. Um, antique, I've All my life, all my adult life, I've bought and sold antique jewellery. And about <clears throat> 10 years ago, my husband and I decided to start a secondary business um, making not physically making working with manufacturers to have antique style jewelry made and so that was my name in India is Saramai that's what they call me in India which is a a derivation of Sarah and um, so we decided to call the jewelry brand Saramai Jewels hence the Instagram handle Saramai Jewels so I'm so anti-advertising and marketing and all of that that when Instagram started the, the girls said to me mum you should do this because it's free and you can absolutely be in control of what you want to put out and you can educate and tell people where the inspiration from this piece of jewelry came from and you know you can create 
content. I mean, we didn't have that phrase back in those days. But <clears throat> so I started, if, if you choose to scroll right the way down to the beginning of Sarah My Jewels, in fact, there are, it's, it is the jewelry. It's all about the jewelry. And we actually did that last night in bed. Good girls. We were like, oh, what does it look like what before look- this? And yes. So we went all the way down and we found all the beautiful jewelry. Imagery. Okay. Well, that was just a little, little bit of it. But because I'm generally antique jewelry and I I've actually been very good at doing that and I know what people want and I know what's not commercial but can become commercial. That was kind of my niche. And so I used to buy and sell and it would be gone. Like within, people would be queuing up to buy from me. So, because I only supply the trade. I don't work with the public. Yeah. Um, So basically then I was sort of pumping away. You know, I had 250 followers and it was all very exciting. But I I actually loved the creativity of Instagram in the the original days. I loved it when it started. It was amazing. That's Um, exactly what we say as well. Yeah. In the beginning, we weren't chasing likes and followers. We were just... It was all about creativity. It was creativity. and And the thing that I loved about it is that I've always been... I've always tried to be very sustainable with the way I've lived my life and use secondhand everything as you can see you know like I don't go out and buy shit just I'm so which is why for me fashion week is a weird place for me to be because it's kind of not who I am and what all of us believe in yeah and we're sitting here in your house today and you have all this gorgeous you know antique furniture around um you know yeah these beautiful floral curtains there are rugs and wall hangings and you know beautiful this this tape, old. this desk it's is re- amazing it's kind of like you can tell it's roughed up and old but it's got this pink paint that's all exactly on it. and this actually was my daughter's not olivia tash's desk for a while and i and she and she knew that i was lusting after it and, and eventually when she moved and she didn't have space for it she said mum do you want it i said i'd love it so and the wall hanging that i bought in my first trip to india 40 years ago i swapped this carpet with some people who are carpet dealers up in Bangalore or somewhere who were buying jewelry and we just did a barter we swapped this is a eastern european carpet anyway so 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 yeah i was doing um the jewelry on sarah my jewels and one day i was wearing something and um my i said something happened and i said to my husband come outside and take a picture and i it was in our previous house and i kind of leant outside and i was kind of a bit stroppy i was a bit aggro that day and i kind of leant against the wall and snarled a bit and he took a picture and Tash put it up on her previous Instagram account which is no longer mm-hmm. live and hashtagged my mum is cooler than me and mm-hmm. advanced style which I I don't know whether you've heard of advanced style I hadn't heard of advanced style no. back in those days okay well I hadn't heard of it but basically long story short my phone was pinging and dinging and banging on and, and I thought it had broken because of course I'd only had one follower a day and like three likes a day or whatever and I gave it to David who you met who is more of a technical slightly more technical than I am and said can you sort this out but by the end of the day Tash called me and said mom have you checked your emails and I said no why it was a weekend and um she said Ari Seth Cohen wants to see you I said who's Ari Seth Cohen she said he's advanced style I said what's advanced style anyway Ari Seth Cohen is a blogger from America who about 10 years ago was one of the first people to highlight Iris Apfel. Well, Ari was one of the first people to... I mean, Iris was an amazing creative, is an amazing creative and had a big businesswoman. But Ari was one of the first people to photograph her as an icon visually, mm-hmm. style icon. And he started this blog called Advanced Style, which was basically finding older people on the streets of New York where he lived and taking their photographs and writing a blog about them. So... Ari Seth Cohen 
contacted me and said, where are you? I need to, I need to shoot you. Amazing. And, and, and we said, oh, Tasha was already on, onto it. She said, oh, we're in Sydney. And he said, oh my gosh, I'm in Sydney doing pre-promotion for my film, Advanced Style, which is going to be released in two or three months time. And I'm leaving tomorrow, but I need to shoot your mum. Oh my God. Literally the universe. This is all the universe for me. Yeah. I have not tried for this. It, it, and so, so basically she said, you have to do it, mum. I said, oh, okay. And in those days I lived in another big house and um, I had jewelry and, that, and nobody came to my home because it was like Fort Knox. Things, life's changed a lot now. I don't have jewelry, you know, like it's a very different world. Mm. So Ari came around the next day, reshot the photograph, put it on his blog a couple of weeks later when he'd gotten back to New York. And then I got about another three or 4,000 followers within a week or so. So that was really exciting. And that's actually also featured that because it was like so exciting. I took some screenshots of as the numbers were coming in and put it on earlier in Instagram. It's all yes. still there. And then about three weeks later, I think through Ari, because th- he must have hashtagged Adidas Originals. And they contacted me and said, can we use this? Oh, because I was wearing an, a vintage Adidas jacket, right? And they said, can we repost this photograph? And I said, sure, no worries. And about five or six weeks later, I literally watched the world wake up as my followers and oh. all this. It was the craziest thing to experience. That it was is insane. What an absolutely nuts story. So you've kind of gone from this, like, just like having your jewelry and yes. having your girls being yes. your priority. And then all of this, I guess, fame has started coming your way. Exactly. What were you thinking at that point? Were you, was it well, funny? We, was it, it was hilarious. exciting? It, it was weird because I'm not a social media person still. I don't engage, I don't follow, I don't really do as much as I should be doing. And it was very odd, actually. It was, it, it was, it, it was kind of exciting because it was the unknown and I do love to explore the unknown. I, to me, that's what life is all about, is challenging yourself and taking risks and doing stuff. So from that perspective, it was really exciting. And it was also very odd because I'm a really private person And it sort of made me even more private. Mm. So like even this week at Fashion Week, I've not done anything about Fashion Week because that's kind of, for a week, that was my real life. And so I'm supposed to share it and do all of that, but I don't like to share my real life. Yeah, It's very odd. It's a real dichotomy for me. But I do find that all through my life, everything is done in pairs or stripes of three, of course. But my kids, I've got two children and I've got properties in two countries and I've lived in two countries, you know, like, so that I'm kind of quite used to that parallel life situation. So it was very odd. And, uh, and then I kind of got really freaked out because I felt I didn't like to be watched. I, I do, in fact, like to be invisible. One of the reasons I wear the clothes that I wear is because people look at the clothes, they don't look at me and I can actually hide behind uh, what I'm wearing. That's so interesting, because I think so many people say this, like, you know, out their style, and they assume that everybody's like, vying for attention which not sometimes at, at fashion week it can feel like that yeah but we are actually you know we were having this conversation with a friend the other day that we were saying no it's just kind of like a form of self-expression and art exactly and it's so interesting that for you like, yes it's for me it's armor it's actually armor and yeah that's, that's why i chose to wear the outfits that i wore like the first day at fashion week i was fully camo yeah i saw that it yeah. looked amazing there was a reason for that yeah, yeah that's know, like, so I was fucking going into battle. Yeah. Because to me, that is a battleground. So that's so fascinating. I feel the exact same way. And when you talk about armor, like to 
us, our sunglasses are our armor. So right. like yep. we've kind of been in this like weird, bizarre industry now for seven years. And like we, like so often people didn't even know what we looked like because mm. we always had sunglasses Sunnies, on. Yes. And it was completely strategic because yes. it's like the second I took those off, I felt so vulnerable, vulnerable, like my eyes looking directly into a camera, whereas Sunny's were exactly that, my armor. Yes. And you can yes. always see that like when we end up in photos without Sunny's on it loses that, you know. The powers. Like it's, it's yeah, the power, like yes. a little bit vulnerable. Yeah. And well, they're your shield. Yeah. They're yeah. actually a shield. So did you find once all this Instagram attention started happening um, and you were, you know, being photographed in these like OTT outfits, did you feel this need to kind of dress in that way all the time? No, definitely not. not. No, 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 no. It's a performance now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's. I mean, it started out as a form of expression and it's still kind of is a coded form of expression but it's a lot more conscious now I'm performing it's a performance now so most of the time I mean I've a a number of people who follow me from Newtown or who know me in Newtown like this morning you know like I I go to yoga every morning I schlepped up the road I look like a bag lady people have written to me and say how how come I don't see you in Newtown because in Newtown I don't wear all that shit all the time when I'm yeah. going up to tar- you know I'm, when I'm going up the supermarket not the supermarket but you know like when I'm going up to lentils for f- m- my lunch normally I'm in my I would be in my pajamas yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, in fact I was thinking but because I've come from yoga and I had a shower and I just put this on but normally I would just come home have a shower and put my pajamas on because I've got so much work to do you know like but and so I'm very very private so so basically what I started to do when it first went crazy I just basically unfollowed everybody because I felt like my brain was being so overly stimulated you know like I know you're supposed to follow people and you're supposed to play the game and I've never been a game player well I do play a game but I play my game yeah I don't play the game so I think it's very important as a young person to learn what is the game and when you have to play the game, but then also make some conscious decisions. Like once you know how to play the game, to be able to know when you are, switch off and when you're doing you, being you, and that's the right time. Well, and it's funny because you say that, like I don't play the game, but at the same time, I think you have like 185,000 followers or something. But that's so, not because I play the game. Yeah, well, exactly. Like it's obviously that authenticity that's speaking to people that they want to follow you because they... No, they- no, 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 no. They want to follow me because... I'm going to sound so cynical. I would love to think that that's what it was. Okay. And people I love do this. use people do use the hashtags diversity, authentic, keep it real, all that bollocks that you know, silver, whatever. But but really, the world is so quick and immediate. Everybody wants content, mm-hmm. and so what happens is that back in the day when it started. And Ari Seth Cohen started Advanced Style. He is the person who started this revolution for older people having more of a voice. Mm-hmm. He truly is. He, he, he absolutely started this and he doesn't get nearly enough credit for it because even now people still think it's a new phenomenon. But Ari's been doing it like... Iris has only just been signed by an agency, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Yes. Oh, that's crazy. We which to me them. is, oh, this is, we're, we're signing this person because it's a diversity hashtag. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, and I mean, yes, you could look at it that way and say it's because of these things and because people are looking for content. But I guess at the end of the day, at least it is driving a change, whether it's for Hopefully. the right reasons or not. Hopefully. Well, I yeah, don't know whether like, it is. They're definitely, know. you know, they're having you on as opposed to somebody else. And that means 
that's kind of incredible that you then it's giving you a platform to talk about what you care about yes like exactly what you're saying right yes, now I suppose so but the, the thing I mean like there are always exclusions to me being cynical like for example the show that I walked I don't know whether you knew but I walked in Christian Chase's Aqua Bleu last night ah, I walked in the show right know. yeah you so, are busy you yeah. are seriously <laughs> busy but, but that wasn't done that wasn't done through the diversity ticket that was done because it was Aqua Bleu is a brand Christian's a friend of mine and his brand he designs for everybody mm-hmm. I have you know like he designs for old people, young people, little people, big people, uh, everybody, boys, girls, whatever. So in his show, there were people from all walks of life, all to all shapes, sizes, ages. And I wanted to walk in that show because it was, there was integrity there. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing that to play the authentic diversity hashtag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those people, all of us were people who are who he designs for. Yeah. yeah. You obviously grew up in like the 60s and the 70s. Yep. And so as a woman, as a girl then, what did you, what did you view your life was going to be like? What career options did you have? I didn't really think about it at all because I've always done kind of the opposite of what was expected. Even with this, you know, life, my, the universe has always thrown me opposite options to what's expected. Mm-hmm. So I've never really felt, oh, this is my path. I mean, ideally, given the education that I had and everything, I should have become a lawyer or a doctor or a solicitor and gone on to be that sort of a feminist, you know, like a, a very career-driven person, but also with 2.4 children and a, and, a, and a lawn. And, you know, that was what was hoped for for me um, because I was probably the second generation of women to to come through who were given those opportunities. I mean, I grew up in when the pill was first, which supposedly was a great freedom for women. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always knew that I wanted to do something that was a bit more creative. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I sort of fell into doing what I'm doing. And it really, because of the way I've chosen to live my life, and because I was single, very, very fiercely single and a single businesswoman, never ever really had a proper job. I never had a, I was never employed until I was 50, in my 50s. I was, and then I was employed as a consultant, specialist consultant by an auction house. But I've always only ever worked for myself. So I've, I, I've learned to be very independent and very self-sufficient. I had my twins, um, pretty much as a single parent. I was a single parent pretty much until they were about seven. And so we've been a very tight unit. And I guess that's what I mean when I said in terms of living a feminist life, I feel as though I have lived a very strongly feminist life. So going against the grain and yeah, obviously you mentioned you had your girls by yourself in a different time than today. And all of these things that you did throughout your life that were, I guess, you weren't a lawyer, you you forged your own path. Did you experience pushback at any point where you oh, like oh, constant constant but pushback is what fires me on yeah I'm I mean ever since I was very young there's always been resistance to me being who I want to be but I think that's what children feel a lot I would I would I don't know I mean I, I, to me that's a normality but yes absolutely resistance to yeah from uh, from close and you know like within my industry there weren't that many women really 
there were a lot of gay men and that was a great thing for me because they were very supportive and they were my friends <clears throat> because there wasn't an undercurrent of all that shit that you have to contend with. Um, so there was always resistance, yes. And even within the industry, you're working, still working against the old boys club. And it is against, you know, we work within the industry. But because we, to me, the uh, the way I've always lived my life is that my own mor moral compass is what's actually important. Some people think I'm hardcore. Some people think I'm rude. Some people think I'm bullshit. I probably am. But that's kind of how I've had to survive in a, in the man's world. And it's always a deal. And I've never been sponsored. I've always had to put my money where my mouth is, the same as my kids. If we're doing if we're doing deals, we pay for it up front. We do it. We don't ask for charity. We don't ask for kickbacks from people. And and that's why as an influencer, I'm not an influencer. I don't do sponsored. Well, I occasionally I'll do a sponsored thing or I'll work with a brand, but it's got, and that's come back, comes back to the authentic thing, comes back to the authenticity with my brand, uh -huh. how I started on Insta. I don't want to make a little blue box or a little green box, you know, like that's not what I'm selling. It's, it's, it's so much more than that. And mm -hmm. I think, I think, yeah, you're right. People do vibe off that. They do realize that maybe, but it's because I'm bullshy as well. Yeah. Okay, so now that you are, so it's funny that I hear you say that you're not an influencer because you definitely do have influence. Um, and then I guess you're all, you also have this modeling career now where you're walking in shows. Um, do you but that's not a you, modeling career. That's just a one or, one or two off occasion. Well, do you consider yourself a model? No. No. How often no. do you have modeling jobs? Oh, only when it's fashion week and... Mercedes and um, David Jones thing occasionally because yeah, your husband yeah, it's actually, not like I'm flying over the world and walking the catwalks and, well your husband did mention before that you've gotten the opportunity to go to the US is that oh, right yes. tomorrow yeah. what was that for well it's to do campaigns and things okay. oh awesome yes so, that's so being I do, a model uh, no it's not being a model it's actually jumping on the being, being pulled onto the bandwagon of using inf influences and people with numbers to try and popularize it's it's but it's not being a model mm. so well I, maybe it is i don't know in what depends on what your definition of model is i, I don't see I'm, i don't think of myself as a model but anyway thank you if you think that i'm a model and you know it's funny because like you know i know that you, you you're saying that you believe that um a lot of people using you in campaigns because they feel like it's this trend right now um but yeah i do really feel like that that is how we drive change. I think it starts with, okay, good. Um, you know, certain people okay. are, yeah, I think, I'll take I think, it. Yeah, I'll take it for the team. I think you're being yeah. too hard on yourself because I think um, it really does start with some people will really see the merit in it and, and really be doing it in an authentic way. And then other people will be like, you know, like the biggers, like H&M will be like, well, I guess if this is what customers want and this is what, you know, people yes. are going to see our brand in a positive light, then yes. we better do this. Yes. And then I think eventually it does drive a change. You know, yes. we used to see only stick thin models being used with brands. Yep. And in the beginning, there it was more of a token gesture not to. But now, you know, this week at Fashion Week, we saw pet eyewear. We saw heaps of labels that it's just, you know, it's much more real now. And I, th I think you're well, it definitely is the real part world. of driving that change. I think Thank you. I, that's what I would like to think. But it's not why I started. You know, like it's taken me... And I'm still coming to terms with the fact that I do have a responsibility to some extent. I do have some sort of social responsibility. Nothing that I've ever chosen. I've never wanted to be a poster girl for anything because I am very private. And 
And because people's mind, you know, like I change my mind about stuff all the time. Like I'm always questioning why should I be doing this? Why am I doing this? And one day I'll think, oh, not such a good idea to do that. And then so I so, but now I do realize, yes, I do have a, a, some sort of a social responsibility. And I, I, I'm very grateful that my crew, my, my age group, there's a there's a big division between the people who are envious because I'm the one who got the gig, basically, and the people who are saying, go girl. Like yesterday after the show, there were a number of people of my age who said, it was so awesome to see you repping us out there. And I said, well, yeah, I'm doing it. I am. I'm taking it for the team. Mm-hmm. And thank you. Because it's not like I've been a, somebody who's actively sought to do it. I seem to have been the chosen one of a few. And I think and that's I, the thing in life is that sometimes you just, they, these things find you. Yeah. And we've talked about that a lot, that you can't just go out there constantly trying to be like exactly. you know, chasing these opportunities yes. sometimes like you've just got to slow down and enjoy your life a little bit yeah. and, and trust that they will find yeah. you at the right time if that's what is meant to happen like sometimes I'll come home and I'll say to my husband that was my last gig that was the last job I know that was the last job and then maybe two weeks will pass and something else will come in and because you think that you're not going to get anything else yeah I think oh, I won't get another one the divi- the, divi- the diversity aging whatever thing that it's kind of running its course isn't yeah. that so funny that you're so hard on yourself i'm so hot but that's how i've been brought up i'm the, i'm a, that's why i've been so friggin successful in life because i'm so hard on myself i was always never good enough like when when we would go out my father my parents would say well who'd, who's want to look you know who'd want to look at you when your mother is the goddess who'd want to look at you come on who'd want that was what so now it's like oh i've had the last laugh 180,000 people are looking at me and a whole load more who don't acknowledge that they're looking at me. But it's not, but that, but who, I don't actually give a shit about that. That's yeah. what's, yeah. you know, like, I don't care if it's, people are looking at me. It's just so weird. Yeah, it's not like your core values, but it's just no. like nice icing on the top, I well, guess. But, but like, I'm, I'm really happy when I see other, because I was, I guess, lucky because I was one of the first older people on Insta. And I guess that's why I'm up there with the numbers. And there's maybe half a dozen of us. Now there's a whole new other bunch of people who are really keen to be models and really desperate to be the fitness. I mean, you know, like if I wanted to sell myself, I would be using hashtags about white hair, gray hair, yoga. You know, like I do all the friggin' moves. It's clear that I'm an, a, a health healthy body, healthy vehicle. It's clear that I go to, you know, practice every day. It's, it's because of how I am and how, but it's not something, I don't want to promote myself as the fitness, you know, like I'm the, I'm selling fitness wear, I'm the gray hair, you know, like I, it's not what I want to do. You know, there's plenty of other people and good on them for jumping on that bandwagon. Yeah. I don't I want to jump on a bandwagon. a bit sidetracked now that they're like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do everything. Yeah. And it's really cool that you've kind of like stayed true to what you want to do. Absolutely. I just live what I consider to be a healthy life. I'm not constantly, I'm on my phone way more than I should be because of Instagram. Yeah, I But you block out a lot of those external factors that can bring negativity into your life. Feel how quiet it is here. You would not know that like, there's 200 yards we're between the two main streets of Newtown. Yeah, and I think that's something that young people are kind of um, realizing now is like, you know, not completely living their life in that way, but 
having those moments in their life where, yeah. you know, you, you can switch off for periods. You can get back to nature and go for walks and you can kind of, you can still Just switch off. Even like the Instagram timer. Now I've put like a 40 minute, 45 minute Instagram timer on my phone. So after 45 minutes a day, it tells me no more Instagram. And I'm wow, like, wow, that's okay. great. Yeah. Good. And so is yoga for you how you've kind of like maintained your body? Because honestly, like, I don't think I have as much energy as you do. I've seen you around Fashion Week all week running around. You just got up on this couch before. Like you were like on the back of the couch. (laughs) Stephanie was worried about you. And you were like, no, I'm fine. It's just. Yeah, you were like climbing (laughs) around up there with the curtains. Um, I've always done that. You know, like I've always climbed. If there's something that I will fucking climb it. I've always been very in the old school tomboy. Yeah. Um. But now yoga is my life, actually. Funny you should it say that. It gives me life. Yoga is Jessica's my life. life. Yes. Fully, fully my yes. life. Isn't it so special? <sighs> it is the most special. I practice. I, 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 one of the reasons I bought this house is because it's like really close to where I practice yoga. And I go every morning either at 6.30 or 8 o'clock for an hour to an hour and a half every single morning so good without fail this week like this morning I went to the eight o'clock class and I just so needed to because I was feeling so scattered after and I but I'll come home after fashion week days or whatever I come back and I I kind of refocus because I'm very I don't jump on the bandwagon of OCD but I'm very organized and so like you would not know that there's been but I've always been like that but yoga really helps me to bring it back in and to focus and to center everything I have the most beautiful little backyard like the other morning, it was on the first day of Fashion Week. I, was, I wasn't planning on going to Fashion Week at all. I was going to kind of just not bother. And we'd been away because we have a place in the country in Barrel as well. And we'd been there because we had a country wedding in Canberra the weekend before. So, and we'd bought all these little seedlings. And so I was out there in the mor- on the Monday morning of Fashion Week planting my seedlings. I'll show you later. And I thought, and I, so I'd been to yoga, put my seedlings in, hadn't registered for a single show. And I thought, you know what? I'm strong enough. I can go to fashion week, but I have to wear camo. <laughs> so I just got myself togged up, schlepped down the road. There I was. So, when- but it's, but it's all because it, I mean, I can do all of that because you've I, got the balance. You've got the yoga and I you've got the outdoorsiness. Exactly. Yes. And that, that gives you the energy to go and, and now and- I need to completely locked. Well, I've got so much work to do because I have like you, you asked me yes i think it was the me. other day yes you asked me the other day what other, what else do you do outside of this i have so much going on outside of this this is just a really small part of my life and it's i'll show you my desk is like piled up jewelry property stuff um, pension funds um health stuff that i have to you know like i'm at an age where i have shit that i have to do so i'm kind of next week is health mm-hmm. focusing on my health so, and then when you talk about other people your age and when you see them, um, do you feel like, do you feel like you did certain things in your life that made you be able to do what you're Absolutely. doing Absolutely. I'm not. Like, do co- we have to prepare? Tell me. Like, yes. should I be preparing? Yes. Every day is a preparation. I mean, you live in the present. Yeah. You live in the present. I'm preparing for death now. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. I'm so ready I mean, you're not that ready. You're still pretty no, no, young. I, no, no. I, not my body. My, I am completely accepting. I have achieved. The, there's only one more thing that I. I've always been an ambitious person, but not goal driven. 
but I've always want I've, I've I do you know like I don't I, I've never known from one day to the next what's going to happen how I'm going to do things I don't plan there's no major plan but I am very conscious that you do only have this one body and it's really important to look after it and that's why the health of every aspect whether it's your body your spirit your be you know every aspect of your being your your yeah your health your your spiritual health your emotional health every aspect of who a person is a being is needs to be taken care of and that's why when you said what are you focusing i'm still always focusing on my family and on me but yes to answer your question I, I I feel fairly, not alienated from, but I don't feel as though I particularly am representative of how a lot of the people of my age are. I don't really know many people of my age. My best friend is eight or nine years older than I am, and she's amazing. Um, but mostly I hang out with people who are a lot younger than me. So I don't really... but. But when I was younger, I used to hang out with people who were older than me. So I've, And then I became very insular because I was raising the two girls pretty much on my own. And that made me realize, fuck, you know, like this, I have to be strong. So I feel like we could honestly sit here and talk to you all day long. But you've but got a plane to we, catch. I, there was a plane flying over us a moment ago and I was like, oh shit, that might be ours. Yeah, our, so. plane, our plane leaves Sydney in an hour and a half. You have to go, let's pack up, <laughs> let's call it quits. But before we do, we always end our interviews on quick fires. So we'd love to just ask you a few quick fire questions okay. before like we wrap it up. fun and easy. Okay. If you could get any animal as a pet, what would you get? My little periwinkle. Oh my god, your little periwinkle, periwinkle is a, is it is it an Italian greyhound? Hits he's so, of the oh, devil. He is. Right so on cute. cue, this little boy. Oh my god, he's amazing. Um, if someone was gonna buy you the perfect birthday present, what would it be? Uh a yoga retreat. No, it wouldn't be a yoga retreat. A gold Rolex, but I bought it for myself. <laughs> yes, I used to say that. Yes, a gold Rolex, but I've got it myself. Okay, thank okay. you. Guys. What does your perfect day look like? Um Spending time with the children, spending time with my husband, eating good food, just relaxing. With periwinkle. With periwinkle. Having cleared my desk first. Okay. And what mantra do you live by? What mantra? Just take each day as it comes. Awesome. Before we wrap up, I just like, this is the coolest fact I've ever heard that your twins have different birthdays. They do. How does that work? Uh, It was a very long um, birth and... When it came to about 20, 20 to 12, I suddenly thought, okay, if I can get this first one out first, they will have separate birthdays. Which is great because I feel like... It was a conscious decision. So, oh, oh, there you go. You take control of your own I life. I took control of and giving, giving them separate <laughs> yeah. birthdays. Yes. So have they loved that? Do they have like separate birthday parties? Yes, they do. So they're more like sisters than they are like twins almost. Oh, absolutely. That's awesome. That's so I cool. That. Okay. okay, cool. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. Thank you so much. Well, we hope you really enjoyed that. It was so incredible to sit down with SJ. And honestly, I was just in awe of her when we were in her presence. She is so like fit and nimble and just like amazing. And, you know, she really attributes so much of her health to yoga. And as a fellow yogi myself, I just find that super inspiring and 
Really incredible. Hmm, might have to try me some yoga. So if you did like this episode, please leave a review and share it with your friends. Tell people about the podcast. We always love to see you posting yourself, listening to us on Insta stories. So make sure you do that. And of course, this week we do have a burning question from a listener. So Belle on Instagram has asked, I absolutely love your shoes. Are you ever going to open a tube store? Ooh, it's a fun question. And I'd be lying if I said we hadn't talked about it a lot in the office. Definitely having a store is a bit of a dream of ours, I think. But we would have to do it in the right way. And at the moment, it's more about like pop-ups than it is a permanent physical store. So like definitely popping up more in partner retailers and also around Christmas time. We love doing a physical store. Next on our hit list is a pop-up for this Christmas. So definitely let us know where you would love to see a tubes pop-up and we might be bringing one near you soon. And next week on How to Live the Podcast, we have a really exciting guest. Aren't they always exciting? But this one is particularly so because she is a friend of ours. It is Melissa Singer. She is the fashion editor of The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald newspapers. And she's just an all-round great gal. His little snippet. I got a phone call at five o'clock in the afternoon from the head of comms at Tennis Australia. And she's not somebody who I know particularly well, but I suppose someone who, you know, felt she could have a bit of fun with me. And I answered the phone and she said to me, what are you wearing tomorrow? And I said, come again. And she said, it's Prue. Name's Prue Ryan. What are you wearing tomorrow? I said, I don't know. She said, well, you might want to rethink it. And it took me about, you know, when your brain is sort of a little bit behind your ears and it took me about four seconds and I worked out what she meant and I actually squealed. Excited for you to hear that one. We're going to go enjoy the sunshine. So have a great week. Bye. (laughs) Bye.